Well, markets have seemingly backtracked on their measure of the risk emanating from the Middle East. Joe Biden may well be going there to try and help broker a peace deal. So that's smoothed the waters for now, perhaps. So then it's back to worrying about central banks with Jerome Powell talking later this week. With bond yields rising again, are we back to assuming the markets are doing the Fed's job for them? And the UK wages numbers today after a fairly hawkish talk from Hugh Pill. And in fact, quite a lot of numbers out in the next 24 hours. So pay attention. It is Tuesday, the 17th of October, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, we said things were risky yesterday. Today, less so, it seems. The US dollar is down 0.4% on the DXY. The Aussie is up 0.7% to 63.4 US cents. The Kiwi dollar climbing just as much. The pound is up 0.6%. The euro up 0.4%. The US dollar, incidentally, now buys four shekels, the lowest for the Israeli currency in seven years or so. And bond yields are rising. Ten basis points added to 10-year treasuries, back up to 4.71%. Nine basis Basis points added to 10-year gilts, 5-4 10-year bunds in Germany. Aussie 10 years have gone from 4.46% yesterday evening, then up 5 basis points on futures overnight. And US equities are rising up 1% for the S&P 500, 0.9% for the Dow, at close 1.2% for the Nasdaq. In Europe, we saw a one-third of 1% climb for the DAX and the Eurostox 50, 0.4% up for the FTSE 100. And oil today, well, it has peaked for now, it seems, back down, 1.4% loss for Brent to below 90 a barrel, a 1.3% drop in WTI, well below 87 now. And spot gold down too, 0.7% lower today. Just taking stock of the situation, perhaps. Sky Masters joins me from NAB in Sydney. I mean, I guess there is some hope now, isn't there, over Israel and Gaza, in that ground troops haven't moved in yet. Antony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, is still flying around the Middle East trying to find a resolution. And maybe there's talk that Joe Biden may be flying into Israel as well. So whilst things haven't gone any better, they haven't got much worse and there is hope. Uh, hence, we're seeing a reversal in bonds and stocks today. Morning, Phil. Yeah, you're correct. I think you're looking at price action overnight. It's, it's to say it reflects a bit of a a mild risk on uh, tone following the the risk off session that we had on had on Friday. Um, yeah, looking at looking at U.S. Treasuries, they've pre- they've pretty much reversed the the rally that we that we saw on on Friday. So you know, choppy price action continues, um, and you know, overnight in in a lack of. Um, you know, lack of any key data releases and, and new information. Um, yeah, markets seem to have um, mm. seem to have settled. Yeah, um, well, I mean, the information we did have, the, yeah, as you say, not a great deal. We had the U.S. Empire Manufacturing Survey that came in at minus four point six, slightly better than the minus six that was expected. Down from a positive one point nine in September, though, we saw new orders drop a little. The the index for employees and hours worked increased a little, uh, and future business conditions moved down uh, only three points to 23.1 so there's still some optimism around but that's not the sort of thing that's changing the dial right now is it i mean we do get uh jerome powell talking later on in the week we get u.s retail sales data as well today so perhaps slightly more uh numbers but it's going to be interesting to see what jerome powell says given you know some of his colleagues have been suggesting that they're going to need to do less because uh you know the the rise in yields is is doing the work for them and of course if we see yields going back up again then maybe we can you know assume that that will be the case perhaps yeah look just just um digesting 
um, everything that you've just said, just going back to the Empire Manufacturing Survey first, um, you know, it, it, it is the first of the regional surveys for October to come out. Um, and as you said, it, it you know, it, it did come in slightly better than expected. Um, but, you know, obviously you have seen that index drop back below below zero. Um, you know, within the detail, you know, looking at the um, inflationary components, um, you know, the prices paid measure was little changed, but um, prices received did fall to a three-month low. Um, and also other detail with it, you know, so that's, I guess, a bit of a positive. Um, and in terms of other details, sort of delivery times and order backlogs actually fell quite sharply. So they're sort of potentially signaling um, pressure on margins going forward. So, so you know, you know, a regional survey, so not not market moving, and and the first of of a series of surveys. So, so you know, we don't want to draw too much out of it. But I guess at the end of the day, it was a bit of a sort of a positive start to those surveys um, in terms of if you're looking at, at inflationary pressure. Um, and then and then on that, you know, in, in terms of Fed speakers, Harker was out overnight um, and he did repeat his comments of last week um, where, you know, he thought the Fed could hold the cash rate steady um, as long as there's no sharp turn in, in the economic data. So, um, you know, I, I guess pointing to that, you know, maybe the Fed has has done enough. And so to your point, Powell is speaking later this week. And I think that's really the focus for investors this week um, in terms of gaining, you know, direction from here. Um, you know, if you look at US 10 years, they're at 470 at the moment. So that's bang in the middle of the the 450 to 490 trading range that we've seen month to date. Um, and so I think your investors are really wanting to gauge well, where to from here. Um, you know, and so what is Powell going to say? Is he going to, is he going to um, be in line with, with recent commentary where, you know, where, where Fed members are suggesting that financial conditions um, have, have tightened um, and they're doing, doing some of the work for the Fed. Um, that being the case, then maybe you know maybe they're done. Maybe they don't need to deliver one more one more rate hike. Yeah, well, that is quite different, isn't it, to the sentiment that we're hearing from the Bank of England, not the whole of the Bank of England, but their chief economist Hugh Pill, uh, who had maybe this is a bad choice of words given where the world is right now. But he said it is important that we do not declare victory prematurely. Uh, he was talking about the fight against inflation. Thank goodness. He said the uh, the movements down in headline inflation have been uh, relatively mechanical so far. The question is as to whether they raised rates further was a question that was finally balanced, he says. This from a man who voted to keep things on hold last time, but maybe not next time. And interestingly as well, he's blamed Brexit for where they are. Fancy that, because he says it kept the labour market tighter, so wage rises could happen that weren't matched by the increase in productivity. And on that, we get UK wages data today. So we'll see what impact that is having. But he is he is certainly sounding uh, a, a bit more hawkish than perhaps we're seeing on the other side of the Atlantic right now. Yeah, so Peel was, he, he was definitely more hawkish overnight, um, but, you know, not, not all BO members are taking that hawkish hawkish stance. Um, as you say, you know, you've got the UK wages data um, out tonight, so, you know, an important bit of information to digest ahead of, ahead of the next BOE meeting. But if you look at market pricing, um, you know, the market is expecting the BOE for the moment to be on hold in November. 
um, but they do still favour the the risk of one more hike in the in the cycle by the BOE. And I think that's something that you're seeing across the board um, with expectations for central banks. So, you know, not necessarily pricing in in a full rate hike um, in the coming months from central banks, but definitely sort of close to pricing in in a full hike by the you know early 2024. So, you know, while while maybe we think that central banks have done enough we're not quite there yet for markets to be pricing in imminent imminent rate cuts um and and you know the, yeah the price section says that that you know we're not quite sure that they actually have done enough and so that's why yeah the the, the data is is really important um and that's why i think you're seeing this choppy price action within um within particularly within bond markets because there's that that uncertainty of of where to where to from here. Well, it, I mean, the direction is right in almost every case, isn't it? But it's the speed of that direction which I think is the point that Hugh Pill was making. So we can see, you know, a lot of the headline inflation is, as he's saying, mechanical measures. The fact is, it's staying higher for too long. That's the problem that they're fighting against. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's this stickiness. Um, so you know, it it is heading in the right direction, but but probably not not as fast as many would would have hoped to have seen um and you know that that that's why you've got this you know central you know the fed out there sort of that that high for high for longer um rhetoric is is you know maybe we've done enough in terms of um tightening policy but we're a long way from being able to ease policy because you know inflation is is still too high back to table mountain that's where we are. So uh, Japan uh, saw a big fall in industrial production in the final numbers for August yesterday. Quite a, 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 a change in the revision, though. So down 1.8% in July, then down 0.7% in August when zero was uh, was what was expected. It was expected to be flat. Uh, New Zealand seeing things improve a little. Their performance of services index yesterday was was up a little bit, 50.7. So back into expansionary territory. So up three points since in August. New orders was was higher um and stocks and inventories fell a little bit but you know that's perhaps that's yesterday's news now uh but will it have much well it won't have much of an impact on new zealand's q3 gdp so hence not much of a market reaction to that but perhaps more important uh q3 cpi for new zealand coming out today what's that going to tell us yeah, so the um, the consensus there is for the headline um, print coming at one point nine, so you know higher higher petrol prices driving a, a strong print there. Um, looking at and that would put the annual rate at five point nine percent. But looking at what the um, economists from the four major trading banks are forecasting, they're forecasting a slightly higher print at two point one. Um, for the quarter, or six percent um, on a, on an annual basis, so that's in line with the RBNZ's forecasts. Um, but I guess in terms of the policy outlook, it's the core measure um, which is which is in focus, and um, the consensus is for non-tradables inflation to be pretty sticky, still at one point eight percent. So you know, relatively high high mm. print 
expected um, in, in for Q3 New Zealand CPI today. So that's putting them in the same place as just about every other central bank that we've been talking about, you know, the potential for one more one more hike, but certainly for longer. Definitely, yeah. yep. Uh, so Canadian CPI as well today. Uh, we also get the uh, NAHB housing market index for the US. We get the German zoo survey. Uh, earnings season in the United States, of course, is underway. Is that going to jolly along the uh, the equity markets a bit, perhaps? I mean, they're, they're up today, but we haven't had any earnings uh, this week. But we get the Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Johnson & Johnson before the open uh, tomorrow. But of course, everything could turn on a dime or a shekel, depending on uh, developments in the Middle East. So we'll have to watch that closely, of course. Uh, good to talk, Sky. Catch you soon. Thanks, Phil. And let's hope there is some sort of resolution, not just for the calmness in the markets, more importantly, really, to save lives. I think everyone's been shocked by what's happened in the last week or so. So till tomorrow, I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Thanks for listening today. Catch you in the morning. <laughs> 